The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Horvitz. Glenn is here with me as well. We've got another multi-part series. How are you doing, Glenn? Good morning, Jeff. You get your workout with all the snow removal for weeks and weeks on end. Yeah. I think people yep. are getting a little bit of a break. You got to gotta rotate. You got to go left side, right side, you know, keep going back and forth with your shovel. Work it. Yeah. Good otherwise, you. you'll uh, really get hurt on one side. Yeah. yeah. Cardio. Well, we're going to talk about unhealthy and healthy expectations, not when it comes to cardio and your muscle <laughs> workout, but when it comes to working with an advisor. This is, like I said, part one of a two-part series. We, we just finished up a four-part series on um, investing do's and don'ts during a down market. So I encourage everybody to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's at Intelligent Investing or look up Intelligent Investing on your favorite podcast provider. Basically, all of them that you got out there on your smartphones and your devices. Uh, and of course, if you want to talk with Glenn anytime, Intelligent Investing at WTWealthManagement.com or give him a call at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. So, Glenn, you've been doing this for over a decade. Yep. I'm sure you've had a lot of great people that you've worked with. I'll Absolutely. say that in, in, in the beginning here. <laughs> but everyone sensed the butt was coming. Uh, I'd also imagine that you've worked with people that are maybe difficult, like, yep. like anybody, sure. any, anything professional out there, and have maybe unhealthy expectations. So why are you wanting to do a series that, that uh, talking about having reasonable expectations when working with investment professionals such as yourself? You know, the reason why I want to do this series is that having the right expectation um, going into anything in life and setting that is important. Um, I mean, if you have this expectation in a a marriage, but yet you never communicate it and it's never talked about, you know, it's going to be hard to meet those expectations. So when working with an advisor, one of the things I think is important is if you have the right expectations and have healthy expectations, you as the investor will be a lot happier and a lot more successful. So I want to talk about really unhealthy expectations and maybe on the flip side, you know, what would be the healthy version of that same expectation or what would be reasonable? Um, So that, that's really why I want to do the series is yeah. helping people can become better investors. So you drew from all the years you've been doing this. And um, I, I guess, so we've got a list here. Glenn <laughs> provided me a, a long list that we'll go through um, 10 points here, actually. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what direction this takes all of, it takes us. Um, but unhealthy expectation number one in your mind. <laughs> um, start the list off. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. I can always reach my advisor instantly. Um, and a lot of people expect that in today's world at any hour of any day. And if I don't, then the advisor isn't providing good customer service. So the kind of, I think a lot of Americans are facing this Uh challenge nowadays is I always on. Yeah. And you should just be connected, hook you up to the matrix. (laughs) You should be there for them 24 seven. And you know, that's something I had to learn in my life over the last couple of years as well Is if you're always on, you're going to burn out so quick um, because there's never a break. I mean, we are, yes, designed to do work and to be productive, but we also need rest as humans. And so um, if you are always working and never, you know, take time for yourself or rest or even spend time with your family, it's going to be, it's going to cause havoc in your life. So, 
yes, your advisor should be responding in a timely manner, but you know, the expectation that I can always instantly reach them at any given time and any given day. Well, what if I'm in meetings back to back? You know, that's not necessarily a, he- a fair expectation. Um, you know, what if I'm meeting with other people that called ahead and said, Hey, I want to block out some time. Um, so, so I think it's just important to, you know, yeah, if someone does get a whole, you know, you text them or email them or call them, they get right back to you. Fantastic. But that's not always realistic, especially if it's a busy time of the year or, you know, the markets are down and everyone's calling at the same time. It becomes hard. So I think a healthy expectation is just a reasonable amount of time, especially if it's like, if it's something important, yeah, within a day or two or, or less. But if it's like, Hey, I just need to update my address on my account sort of thing. Well, you know, that, you know, we can do within a week or so, you know, we don't have to change it today right this second. Something so. urgent. It's not yeah, life. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that we all face this challenge, uh, not only in, on the receiving end when you're with your job and you have your, your email on your phone, you have, it's just there all the time. Everything is in your face all mm-hmm. the time. But as a society, just expectations, uh, I found myself trying to rein in um, that and trying to be more patient because I, I find myself, no matter what, who I'm trying to get in touch with, I've, there's that expectation that I, I, you should be able to, you have a cell phone. You should yeah. have that thing glued you know, to your hip. Th- there's only a couple people in my life that should have that expectation. Yeah. One of them is my wife, you know, <laughs> no matter when she calls or what she calls, what time, you know, it's I'll answer, you know, obviously, cause that's important. But, you know, aside from just family and maybe some close friends, yeah. um, I think it is healthy at times to be like, okay, I'll, I'll call them back later. You know, when I have a moment free sort of thing. So have you ever watch some of the old uh, sitcoms or shows or movies or whatever. And, um, people are trying to meet up or communicate. You know, we're talking like pre 2000 and they had that thing called an answering machine. And mm-hmm. it's like, you were just went out and did your things and yeah. people had to leave a message. And then at some point you would get back to them when you're ready. That's yeah. long gone, but in some ways I kind of wish for that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if you, even if you're texting someone and now the technology shows you if they're texting back or if they've read it yeah. or if they're looking at it, you're like, it, you know, my messaging software does that with text messaging. And I was like, huh, I can see they're typing out a response. You're sitting there waiting and then you don't see the response back. You're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, why didn't they not like me anymore? Yeah. So. Why aren't they talking to me? Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's, healthy it's expectations. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's no, there's no use in having in, you know, someone that you can constantly get a hold of at, you know, 10 o'clock at night or hours of the day. And then if they burn out and they're no longer in the industry in a year from now, it's like, okay, that wasn't healthy for that individual. Cause I'm, I'm still a human too. Yeah. You still, this isn't 24, seven, three, six, you know, you, you need a little bit of time yeah. to live your life as well. Okay. <laughs> Unhealthy expectation. Number two, that my advisor always knows the answer to any question. And if they don't, then they're not fit to manage my money. And uh, <laughs> I guess I could say a lot about that one too, but go ahead, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, what's important is you, cause we, I think it's foolish to think we're always going to know the answer for everything. I mean, yeah. You know, if you're working with a, a tax person and you ask 10 questions about taxes and they know none of them, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like, Hey, they have this one, you know, question and you don't happen to know the answer, you know, the response should be, I don't know the answer, but I will find I'm gonna out. Get it. I'm going to get yeah. it. I'm going to figure it out and get back to you. And so, um, yeah, I just think that's an unhealthy expectation to know everything, you know, and always have an answer because things change too. You know, what might've been accurate last year may have 
changed this year. So, you know, as advisors, we're always having to keep up with all the latest changes and, you know, updates. And, and sometimes it's like, you know, what, let me double check on that real quick. Cause it just changed and it's changed every year for the last 10 years. So let me just confirm that for you. I would quick. be suspicious uh, on the other end. If I talk to somebody and they know everything, <laughs> like they, you guys, I'd be like, wait a second. How could you know in all the gaps? of this? Yeah. yeah. With, you know, I mean, I like people that say, Hey, I'm going to look this up or uh, I, I, I yeah. don't know that, but I'm going to figure that out because anybody who knows everything, like I said, is, is a little suspect to me. And it's better to say you don't have the answer if you don't, and then, you know, find it and report back as opposed to just, you know, not being transparent and just guessing at what you think the answer would be. Cause that can cause also a lot of havoc. So I think it is also very healthy for the, your, you know, person, your professional to say, Hey, um, I don't know, but let me find out. That's, that's a good, healthy, um, response. There's another one, unhealthy expectation number three. And we're talking with Glenn least, uh, and if you want to call him, um, he has his beeper right there. Nine, two, eight, two, two, five, 24, 74. Um, my advice, a lot of people, how many people are like, what's a beeper? Yeah. <laughs> my advisor must have a finance degree. And if they don't, they are incapable of excellence. That, that, that kind of the push that happened a while back for specialization and everything mm-hmm. and, um, umpteen degrees on the wall and, the, and this and that, which has proven to be. Not always the best case or not always the most, uh, the best path. Sure. So you want your professional to be educated and to know what they're doing, but what does that, what does education mean? Is it always just a four year degree or have they been in the field? You know, maybe they ran a company for years and years and years and they know how to run the, the books, but yet they don't have the official piece of paper, but, um, they know what they're doing. And it's interesting because I have an investment, uh, advisor assistant, you know, helps with everything. He just finished his, uh, Cody, uh, just finished his finance degree. And he was shocked, you know, in the first six months of being in the office with me of how much, what we did day to day was not covered in his degree. And in fact, a lot of times he would see something that we did for a client that made a lot of sense. And, you know, he'd go back to his teacher because he's still taking classes and say, Hey, uh, actually we did this a different way in real life. And actually we think it's a little bit better. And the, the professor's like, no, it's only this way. And that's the only way you can do it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think that, um, it takes a while to catch up even in the, you know, college, you know, realm to what's actually happening in the day to day life. Yeah. The, the, the wheel boots on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, real world experience. All right. Unhealthy expectation. Number four, I want the very best that the industry has to offer, but I, I just don't want to pay full price for it. <laughs> I want a discount. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, that's a, that's a, we want to, uh, whenever we're doing this kind of work and working with people, it should be a fair arrangement, right? Mm-hmm. The customer feels like they're paying, paying a fair price and the other person providing the service feels like they're getting a fair compensation for it. And so that, that seems kind of a little bit off where they want the very best, but they're not willing to pay for it. And so it's like, okay, yeah, all of us want free stuff, but that's not how the world works. Right. And so I think in our society nowadays, maybe we've been, you know, told or, or or taught that, you know, we should get everything for free and never have to pay for anything. And if we do have to pay for anything, it's, you know, the worst thing in the world, but yeah, if you want the best, you know, you should probably be willing to pay for the best. And so that's a, you know, cause the best in any particular field, they've probably gone through a lot of time, energy experience getting Mm -hmm. to become the best. And so, um, I think that's just an unhealthy expectation. If you want the best, you should be willing to pay for the best. Yeah. You can look at that in all fields. Do you want the best pilot or do you want somebody who 
he's working at a steep discount for a reason that <laughs> came from some yeah. country that doesn't have standards. I don't, I don't know. You could, yeah. you could, or the best lawyer yeah, or, or do you want someone that discounts? Well, and, and I think book? it also, you know, if you're the consumer and you're always trying to bargain down everything, it's kind of also insulting to the professional. You're saying, I don't value you know, what you have to offer. And I don't want to pay full price. There's that show extremes cheapskates, which I love watching sometimes. <laughs> and these people are so cheap, you know, they're squeezing every penny, but they go around like making everyone upset, you know, because of the way they treat them just yeah. to save a, a nickel, you know, and they burn relationships and, you know, everyone in the community is like, Oh, not them again. They're just, they're not going to buy ice cream from us. They're going to just taste every yeah, flavor. All the for samples free. for three yeah, hours. All the, all the samples. <laughs> so yeah, it, you know, I think, um, if you can't pay for the best, that's okay. Um, you know, pay for what you can afford for quality wise. But, um, yeah, I think that's just unhealthy expectations. Okay. And number five here, unhealthy and healthy expectations. If you work with an advisor, um, all that matters is performance. If, if my advisor doesn't beat the market every single year, you, that's it. Kicking you to the curb. You're gone. <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately I've, had, I've run into that situation before where I'd worked with a number of people for six or seven years and we did incredibly well for them for six out of the seven years. And then that one year we, you know, we didn't do awful, but we didn't do as well as we were hoping for. And they immediately were like, Nope, you know, we're severing ties. It doesn't matter. All that matters is performance. And so, um, the problem with that is, you know, past performance is not indicative of future results. And so, um, you know, anyone can have a good year. Anyone can have a bad year. I mean, what is that? There's this, um, group of fifth graders that go out and pick stocks and, uh, they just pick the most random stocks. And sometimes like half of them outperform like the biggest hedge funds just randomly. <laughs> Cause they're like, Oh, I like Disney. I should get that. Or I watch YouTube all the time. I should get that. Or, you know, some video game company. So sometimes performance is, is, yeah, obviously it's important. That's what people pay us to do, but it's not the only thing that we do. And so I especially not one year too. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of my uh, mentors told me, you really have to give your, your portfolio manager advisor really five years of, of time to really compare them. Um, cause say the first year you start working with an advisor, maybe that's a bad year in the market. Right. And there's nothing that the advisor can do about it, but you as a customer, are like, Oh my gosh, the first year I worked with them, they lost me money. So I'm, I'm done working with them. Well, yeah, the first year we're all, we're all in thin ice as an advisor, but um, that's why you, you really need five years, you know, cause that kind of factors in that, you know, one or two bad years that might happen. All right. We've got more. And, and if you want to talk with Glenn, give him a call at 928-225-2474. Also emails are great ways as well. Intelligent investing at wtwealthmanagement.com. If you do it at 4am though. <laughs> I'll get back to you next, yeah, business ne- day. next day there. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligent investing at wtwealthmanagement.com. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. More Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least when we come back. Welcome back to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm Jeff Horvitz, and, and Glenn is here, obviously. It's his show. 
Cody's not here, but he's he's out. Hopefully, um, filling in for you. Keeping things going. Keep keep doing that. Yeah, Uh, we're we're doing a two part series here. Uh, This one's unhealthy and healthy expectations. If you work with a an advisor, this is part one of two. A uh, lot of stuff up at look. If you look up intelligent investing with Glenn Least, uh, including the recent four-part series, uh, look that up on your favorite mm-hmm. podcast yeah. provider. And of course, if you want to talk with Glenn, give him a call anytime at nine two eight two two five twenty four seventy four. That's nine two eight two two five twenty four seventy four. All right, Glenn. So unhealthy expectation number six. Uh, I won't listen to my advisor's recommendation because I know better than them, uh, but we'll still blame them when my plan doesn't work out. <laughs> Here's my plan, execute it, and then it's your fault. Yeah, you know, as a lot of these come from real life examples. I, I, I would think uh, so. Yeah, this is, I'm not just making these up. Yeah. yeah, I did have one person I worked with that had an advanced degree in the medical field and, you know, very smart person, but it was in that field, but they somehow thought they were, you know, very good in the investment realm too. So they were always going against our recommendation, even though our recommendations were making them a lot of money and helping them allow out and, and doing well for them. But they would be like, no, I want to do it my way. You're like, okay, uh, you, this is our recommendation. I don't know why you pay us for advice if you don't listen to any of it. And then they would inevitably, their plan wouldn't go right, or they would invest in some random company and it went belly up or yeah. went down. And then they'd blame us for it. Like, why did you let me do that? You're like, you for you, you didn't want to listen to us. Like at the end of the day, clients are the boss. What they want to do is, you know, we're going to be respectful of that. But at the end of the day, the, part of the reason they should be hiring us is because they want to have someone that knows what they're doing, can help them get to the end result, help them reach their goals. And yeah, it's a give and take. And uh, it doesn't always have to be only the advisor's recommendation. We obviously want to have a, a good, healthy dialogue, but yeah, if they're never listening yeah, to listen to anything we say, and then, you know, it's almost like they're paying us pay, that one individual is like paying, you know, just to blame me for stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, that kind of got old too. Yeah. So. He thought it was Michael Burry. A doctor and then you know didn't didn't pan out yeah the, panned out for Michael Burry but not for this guy you're talking about yeah 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 so <laughs> okay so number seven and this ties back to something you were talking about just a little while ago I don't want to pay my advisor if they don't make me money this is kicking to the curb uh huh um, but this is no they're not even kicking you to the curb they want to keep you and just say yeah I'll just I'll pay you next year when you. Yeah. When it performs so, different. Yeah. Or? So let's actually think about that. So, uh, cause I've heard people say, I only want to pay you if I make money or if you make me money sort of thing. But interesting enough, the sec does not allow that arrangement because it's not in the investors, the customer's best interest. Well, why is that? So, um, if you've ever worked with an attorney that does, um, you know, they'll take your case on and they'll, you know, do all the research the and contingency the contingency. Yeah. They, they do, you know, sometimes years worth of work. And if they win the case, what's the percentage they take? It's 30, 40, 50%. And so they take a lot because what about all those other cases that they didn't win that they sunk, you know, 40, 50 grand of their own uh, money into. Yeah. And so the sec knows that. So if you only paid your advisor when they make money that, you know, when they finally do make money, you know, say there's two years back to back where the markets are just down. Um, but the, you know, investment group still has to keep their lights on, still has to pay their staff. When you finally do make money, they're not going to just charge you a little bit. They're going to be taking, you know, 50%, 40%, 30% of your profits. And so that's really not in the investor's best interest. And it actually incentivizes the investment group if they're negative for the year, they might as well just roll the dice, right? You know, if we're negative $10, we might as well be negative 10,000, you know, in your account. So let's you know, make some high risk plays. So, you know, it's really not a good arrangement. And so that'd be like also going to your tax person saying, Hey, if you don't get me a refund, I don't want to pay you. 
Yeah, that could if you don't get me lead, to some, lead to some shenanigans. Yeah, yeah and it's, yeah. It, you think about that expectation. You're like, oh, no, I would never think that because they still are doing work. I want to pay them for the work. And some years we get a refund. Some years we owe money. It's just the nature of the business. I'm paying their, them for their professional help. And the same goes with us. I mean, we, we hope to have back-to-back, you know, always be positive years, but that's not always realistic. So um, that's why we just do a flat percentage. You know, we get paid, you know, whether we, you know, make money or not make money. But we want to make money because – the more money we make for our clients, happier they are. And if it's a percentage, then we're going to get a dollar, you know, higher dollar amount, you know, yeah. you know, on that account. Win, so win, 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 win. Yeah. And there. if their account goes down, we get paid less. So that's yeah. a pretty fair arrangement. I think that's what most places do. Um, you know, we, we've seen other places in the industry that get paid only to trade the account. And that sounds on the surface decent, but then a lot of times they're just making trades just to generate a commission to, you know, pay the advisor that, that, Get that fee. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, not, not in the client's best interest either. No. Okay. And then number eight, we've talked about a lot, um, always delivering positive returns. Um, just period. That's, <laughs> I think we've spent probably dozens yeah. of shows discussing that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, look, we want to get positive returns as much as we can, but, um, you know, statistics show us out of every five years in the market, three of them are going to be positive. One's probably going to be flat or negative. And the other one's definitely going to probably be negative. So those are just what we've seen over the last 50, 60 years. So to think that somehow we're going to be positive every single year is I think unreasonable. And I don't know of any group that's ever been able to do that. Um, so, um, I, I think what we should say is, okay, over the course of five years, you know, how well are they doing for me? How are they, you know, providing good customer service and helping me with, you know, constructing and managing my portfolio, maybe some tax help, maybe some retirement planning, maybe, you know, I hired my advisor and they stopped me from doing a really dumb decision because interesting enough, most of the bad decisions in investing, um, are, are somehow tied into fear. Mm-hmm. We talked about that with Brent the other week, that fear of missing out or, um, fear of the market going down. And so they sell out of cash, sell out and go to cash. And then the they end up buying back in at a higher price sort of thing. So um, we're trying not to let fear dictate our decisions. But yeah, I think it's just unhealthy that we're going to be positive every single year. Number nine, I can say whatever I want, treat my advisor however I want, you know, because, hey, you're, you're working for me. <laughs> I, um, I don't know how people work like that, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And then when I first started in the industry, I was a lot more... Uh, complacent in that area. I yeah. was, you know, I, I needed to work with every start person. Out. Yeah, started yeah. out. I, you know, I took everyone on as a client, even though some of them were quite rude and unprofessional towards me. I mean, just mean. You had your senior, the folks that have been there for a while saying, hey, go ahead, have this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah take oh, on yeah. this client. <laughs> you know, it'll be a joy to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a human too. Like, I, I look, I get it. So things, you know, sometimes don't go according to plan and maybe we, you know, don't make the kind of money we want to or the market's down or whatever the case may be, but I'm still a human that deserves respect. So same like how I treat my clients with respect. Like, even though I may not always agree with everything that they, you know, want to do or recommend or their thoughts, but I'm still respectful towards them. And I've had some clients that, um, no longer clients, but they're just, they're just awful. Like Mm -hmm. they're always thinking that I was out to get them or they're just, you know, frankly, just rude and just, uh, condescending. And that's not, that's not fair. I always try to look at in business. We're working together. Yeah. Yeah, You hired me to do this, but working together, you know, and I, I do this because I love it and et cetera, et cetera. But if, if I hate it, then I'm because of the way you're acting. And and sometimes you do, you fire, you fire clients. I mean, it happens. It's there, I think there's statistics where it's like, uh, you know, out of hundred percent of your customers, and this is a 
across the, all industries is that, you know, 20% of the clients will cause, you know, 80% of the heartache, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's only like a small fraction of really, you know, uh, I don't want to say noisy, but higher, higher need individuals. And, um, a lot of times, you know, people get upset and that's where, you know, they don't let time pass and let them go. Okay. Well, let me, you know, just be in a, you know, if I've got a question, ask a question, but don't automatically assume that the advisor is out to somehow, you know, pull one over. On yeah, you. That's just, that, I'm a fiduciary. Yeah. I, I want to help you. Yeah. You know, I love doing this work. Yeah. So. And number 10 really wraps us up where we started um, today, which is expectations as far as always being accessible. Yeah. 24 seven, even if, if you're on vacation mm-hmm. and I've, I've dealt with this for many years where I always yeah. brought my work with me. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, I, I'm taking a week off. Done. Uh, I, my wife was very uh, patient for the first uh, seven or eight years yeah. of me being in the industry. And then she finally drew a line. Like if we're going to be on family vacation, don't bring their work laptop. Don't yeah, take the work please. calls. You know, it's just time for us. And I think that's spot on. And for so many of us, I think we run the you know risk of just never getting time off and never getting time to spend with our family. And uh, I heard one of my mentors say, he's like, what good does it do if you have a super successful career, but at age 40, you're divorced and you know, don't get to see your kids because you didn't actually yeah. put time into spending with them. And I was like, you don't, you're very yeah. true. Uh, you know um, what I've done to kind of bridge that gap is I have other advisors. I have a whole team. So even if I'm not available, someone's always manning the email. It so keeps going. Yeah. if it's, if it's super pertinent and they need to talk to someone today, boom, we have someone that's excellent, amazing. You know, Brent fills in for me when I'm not available. Um, so that way, you know, the clients don't have any gap of service, you know, and they're still getting great, you know, great um, results, but I can actually go out. Like I'm going to Phoenix, you know, for yeah. my wife's birthday for a couple of days. I, I'm going to try not to answer the phone too much while I'm there, but I'll have someone else that is available saying, cleanse out for a little bit. You know, we can help you if you need something done now, but otherwise he'll be back. And that's week. good advice really for anybody in any profession mm-hmm. at whatever yeah. you, any, any job you've got. Yeah is being able to disconnect. All right. If you do want to connect with Glenn, though, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, him. absolutely. Yeah, 928-225-2474 or email intelligentinvesting at wtwealthmanagement.com. All right, Glenn, we're going to continue this next week. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Take care. The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions.